lovely Tom was the queen of my nights There in the darkness of the radio Playing low The secrets that we shared The mountains that we moved Are like a wildfire In and out of control There was none left to burn that's where we're at folks running against the wind no tommy in my sights hearts broken i think that's the the best way i could say it so i figured i'd take a few minutes here fill you folks in on what's been going on in my life kind of lay the record straight you may have heard some things out there on the interwebs you might have seen some gossip channels some TMZs or onions or whatnots reporting. Uh, and uh, this is my time to set the stage right. So if there's a little bit of chatter and clatter, I'm, I'm banging around here trying to get things right. But hopefully this is going to come through loud and clear for you people. And yes, I meant you people. Okay, so what is going on with your boy? Eddie Rock these days. Well, I'm on the run. I'm locked up, laying low, Osama bin Laden style, but we're going to get to that. First of all, let me just welcome you fine people here to this exciting installment of whatever it is. Honestly, just an opportunity for me to take time to tell you what's going on and, uh, and then also to send my well wishes and best to you since we are no longer on the same continent wink wink i may have gone abroad wink wink there may be some federal investigators part of a bureau looking for me wink wink but that's what's going on so again on behalf of your boy tommy t it's me eddie rock and i am just here to talk so you're going to listen if you turned it on, you got to hear it. You got to hear it. That song uh, that I was singing there, made famous by your friend of mine, Bob Seger, and the Silver Bullet Band. But I, I really like the way that the Highwaymen did it, right? And when Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, and Waylon Jennings come together, it's just magic. Especially if they came together these days, uh, it would be really magical since most of them bitches are dead. Uh, Willie's hanging in there, thank God. We lose Willie, man. It could be the end of it. And then I... I th didn't Chris Christopher... Yeah, Chris Christopherson just passed, so... Another sad day. Okay. Um, I need to talk to you. So, let's get serious for a moment. I need you to go back... Years. I need you to think about years of what we've talked about on the show. I've brought you guys truth that nobody wanted to believe... And nobody, nobody wanted to listen, right? And, and I've blown it up. I've given you all the information. But now I'm here again to connect the dots to let you know the truth. Due to current ongoing investigations, I may have to speak a little tongue-in-cheek. And that's not the tongue that tongue puts in my cheek. This is tongue-in-cheek. I might have to say some things, so, so, so bear with me. I can't necessarily give you, I like Joseph Snowden, I can't just tell you where I'm at, what I'm doing, right? Got to allude to it, let you fill in the cracks. You're smart people. I ain't going to insult you. Okay, so we go back, and uh, and I talked to you about the adrenochrome, right? When there was when the, the libs were, were tying up the kids and scaring them, right? And then they would take their tears, and they would crystallize them, right? Because those tears were full of fear. And so they would crystallize that fear into adrenochrome, and then they would snort lines of it, get batshit crazy, 
dress up in owl feathers, go out and, and fuck in front of the great owl god Murdoch, and, uh, and just get lippy with it. Ed, that's not true. That's just not true. They can't just go snatching kids. Oh, yes, they can. Have you not heard of Wayfair? Huh? I brought you that story, too. Remember the Wayfair story where they was bundling up kids and selling them? You go into Wayfair and you say, you know, I want me a, I want me a Brenda cabinet. They'd be like, oh, it's eight years old. Uh, it's, it stands about four foot high and it's about 120 pounds. You're like, yeah, I want a Brenda cabinet. You go on Wayfair. Do, 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 do. Next thing you know, here come a little Brenda. So you could chain up, scare, get the tears, dry it out, chop up the crystals, snort it, adrenochrome, boom, you in. You remember that? You remember that? Nobody believed me. Nobody want to believe old Eddie Rock when he tell him about the adrenochrome. Then I tell you about the Wayfair. And remember, this all kicked off when we started talking about that Pizzagate. And I ain't talking about no Domino's Pizzagate. I'm talking about the all the way back Pizzagate, right? Homeboy went in there with his AK-47 strapped up, ready to do business. But they had, they had outsmarted him. They knew he was coming. So what'd they do? They filled in the basement where they had all the kids chained up. So it wasn't there. So dude couldn't find it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Can't take this shit, man. They're keeping all the secrets from us. They're keeping us. They're trying to keep us down. They're trying to keep us dumb. I talked to you guys about Bitcoin. Nobody wanted to believe me about Bitcoin. Make fun of me on my Bitcoin. Ed, you a fucking chump. You don't know shit. You don't know Bitcoin's garbage. Uh, it's just a scam. It's just a chump. It's just a. It's just a a a, 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 a libtard way to take your money. Well, guess what? Now Bitcoin's worth fifty six thousand fucking dollars each huh i bet you wish when i i bet you wish you would listen when i back when i told you it was five thousand dollars remember me eddie rock telling you five thousand dollars hey bitcoin gonna go fucking crazy people it's at fifty five thousand man my stack's done stack to stack most icely and beyond is what i'm talking about i got i got so goddamn much money wrapped up in the bitcoin i could build a millennium falcon in space with real parts and fly it I make the Kessel, I got so much Bitcoin, I can make the Kessel run in nine seconds. That's ridiculous. That's how much it is. It's stacked. You guys don't want to hear. You don't want to hear. The only person, the only person got a half a brain out of all y'all is goddamn Hefe. Because he's the one that was like, hey, how do I do this? So we got him right. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he had to, he had to, to sell a lot of stuff to get his fortune. But now he's got all the money in the world, man. He's got all the money in the world. He sold, he put everything. He cashed out his 401k. He, he divorced his wife and took half her money and then remarried her on a cheaper scam so he had more and he invested it all. And now Hefe is living like a king, but he don't want to tell y'all. That's why he's been quiet. He ain't trying to tell you all bitches that he got all that money. Because why? You're going to come around, start begging, asking for it, asking him to write you checks, right? Just like when Tommy won the lottery. He won that $10 million lottery jackpot. Everybody come around with their hand out. Oh, give me some Tommy. Give me some Tommy. Mm -mm, hell no bitches we told you back then but listen i'm gonna tell you right now you've missed out on probably what going 1100 11,000 percent over what your initial investment would have been big deal whatever because it's going to keep going right so please just take that and just fucking sell it all sell it all buy the bitcoins get in on it it's, it's going to slow down. It's going to speed up. It's going to slow down. Elon Musk put a billion and a half dollars in that with a B. Tom, how many figures? Are that? Like 10? 11 figures? 12? I don't, I don't know how many zeros that is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Tom told me it's a lot of zeros. So it's still there. If you want to get in, you can hit it up through the Cash App. I'm not a paid spokesman. I'm not a shill. You can go out on the dark web, get yourself a coin purse, cold wallet, cold storage, whatever you want. Get your Bitcoins, get your Ether, get your Ripple, get your XRP. Just go do something. But who's the person that's brought you all that truth? Everything I've talked about for the last 10 minutes has been nothing but truth. I'm dropping dimes on you people. So hopefully you pay attention. Hopefully you're sitting down with a pen and paper and you're writing down this stuff as it's dripping from my lips because it is... It is knowledge gold. That's what I'm just going to, I'm going to label it right now, knowledge gold. So why have I told you all of that BS? I told you all that BS so that I could tell you what's going on with me right now. So I got the word back in April, I'm sorry, January, 
that we was going to storm capital. So I said, shit, I'm in. So I, uh, I had some business to do anyways, right? So I had to be down there. So I, I got my stuff, dressed up. I put on a, a, a Hawaiian shirt because, you know, that's how we do, right? Wink, wink. I put on my Hawaiian shirt and uh, I went down there and I stormed that bitch. I went running in, charging. Char I yelled, charge! And I just took off running. And um, apparently, I didn't get the message that it was a different capital because at the capital building there in Hawaii, um, they just kind of looked at me odd and then said, what, 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 what are you, you gonna charge? And I said, well, I, I just need to pay this fine on this parking ticket. And so they said, oh, okay, well, we don't take charge. You gotta use cash or credit. So I, I, I left, but I posted about it on social media. And that's where I made my mistake because now I think the feds are after me. I mean, these investigators who work for this Bureau of, of uh, Federal Employees, wink, wink. So they're after me. So I had to, I had to pop flight, man. I had to get out of town before, before the feds and the COVID got to me. So I, I jumped on a plane and uh, thank God, um, they only had like four going out. So I was able to get up into the cargo hold and, uh, and and get out of the country without being detected. So now I'm abroad. Uh, no, that does not mean that I've chopped off the skin bolt, Tom. I'm not abroad. I'm just abroad. And I'm living um, kind of out of a suitcase. Um, you know, I've, I've had to kind of quarantine, lay myself low. I found myself... Uh, for about two weeks living in a monastery with uh, with just me and two other guys. And um, it did feel a little sweaty, if you know what I mean, right? Um, so one of them dudes, he was like 24, and he was a pilot. It was actually the pilot that I kidnapped from the plane that I stowed away in. And then the other one was this like 69-year-old unmonk. He was a, he was a non-monk that was staying there at this monastery. So... We, we were there together for two weeks, let things cool off, and then I finally, I cut them free, right? I wanted to make sure that, that there wasn't anything looking for us. I didn't want to hurt anybody, so I cut them free. And so now they out, and they on their own way, and I'm on to my next stage. So now I'm laying low for a few days here um, in this area. I don't, hmm, I don't want to give anything away, but I would just tell you that this place has a lot of heart and soul um, if you would, um, it, it really seems like almost eternally calm. Wink, wink. I've been able to bear my soul here. And so it's been nice. It's been nice. Uh, I met this guy named Humphreys and we've been hanging out. Um, but he's pretty big dude. So that's what I've been doing, man. And, um, while I've been here searching my soul, one of the things I did is I came across a blood diamond. And uh, and so I don't exactly know what to do with it, but I think I got an idea. So here, probably on, on Monday or Tuesday, I'm gonna throw up a bat signal and uh, I may leave, leave my soul behind and head down to another area um, where I like to walk her around, right? And so I might go down there check things out for a little bit and uh, wait until wait till things get better maybe I could resurface after they're not looking for me but uh, I still get feeds on my phone and and I'm pretty sure I was looking at Hawaii news now the other day and um, and I was on there it's one of the top top three or 13 top 13 wanted people for storming the Capitol building uh, back in January so if you are able to use your little orphan Annie decoder ring that I sent out to several of you in a, a unmarked vanilla package, I wanted to make sure it got there to you. So I, I taped it up kind of odd so it would stand out. Um, I, I didn't want it to look all clean. So I put like some, some like oil stains on it and some wires hanging out of it so that I could maybe throw them off the trail. But uh, if you get that package and you open it up, you'll find this, uh, that little orphan Annie decoder ring. So I need you to take that ring, and if you pick up on some of the keys that I said here, um, you'll, you'll understand where I'm, what I'm saying, where I'm going. So headed down to a different place here on Tuesday. 
So I'm looking forward to that adventure. I'm going to go down there, maybe start a new family. Huh? Got to start a new family down there. And uh, we'll see We'll see how it goes. Find a place to stay. Um, it's going to be different than what I've seen in the past. But I'm hoping this doesn't turn into a full-on Joseph Snowden. Oh, is it Edward Snowden? Joseph Snowden? Who is it? Snowden? We just called that? Okay, hopefully this don't turn into like a Snowden situation and I'm able to, to get back. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not hiding inside of a, um, a uh, embassy, but I might be, right? So I don't know. You just take it as what it, might, as what it is and, that, and that's what's going on with me. <sighs> and I'll tell you, there's some things over here that are different than than what I had seen uh, back in America. I mean, it, you know, where I was before. And some some of these things are a little odd. And, and granted, because I've been locked up in the in the uh, monastery and now where I'm laying low in this safe house, I haven't been able to get out and about and see a whole lot of uh, of the local area. Um, outside of finding that blood diamond, I was able to go out and gather some people together put that blood diamond on so uh, that was pretty cool we are uh, I have been able to eat a little bit of the local food and I will tell you there is some fried chicken here that is world class bruh world class Eddie Rock totally digs it and uh, I've had I've had this like soy chicken it's like fried chicken and what they do is it comes like in a bucket and I've been ordering these 15 piece and they're like like drumsticks and then it's like the full wing and when i say the full wing i'm talking about the chicken wing with with the point on it with the finger right where it like points and there ain't no meat on it so you get like the shoulder the wing and the, and the hand all three of them pieces and you get a thigh and then they cut the breast in half kind of like like my wiener versus tom's right tom's is half so they like cut the breast in half and then that's a piece. So you get these nice big pieces of meat and they just come sauced up. Uh, either like in garlic soy, you can get sweet chili, you can get some uh, spicy sauce, you can get some regular sauce. They just have weird names like that. But I'll tell you what, man, this shit is delicioso. It is so good. And then uh, I think old Tommy had talked about these steamed dumplings that they had. So I've had those a few times. I think all them... Uh, yaki man's goo or something like that but I've been eating some of them steamed dumplings too delicious I'll be honest with you though I've lost some weight I've lost some weight being here when I was in the monastery they wasn't feeding us good we was eating some garbage man uh, obviously you know a place run by monks they don't talk um, they just show up slide some slop under your door and, and keep walking you ain't even allowed we weren't even allowed to come out of our room at all period and uh if we came out of our room they beat us with slippers you know like like uh, house shoes they just beat the shit out of us with house shoes <laughs> and so we were like uh -uh, i ain't coming out no more and then they also said if you come out it's going to start all your time over again and you're going to have to do this all over again well there ain't no goddamn way in hell i was going to sit in there with the 69 year old dude uh, for any longer than I needed to. So I just sat my happy ass in my monastery bed, eating, uh, receiving my slop that they dropped off every day. But I didn't eat it. Oh God, it was, it was not good. And, and I, I say that, I say that knowing that it could have been much worse, right? So what they did is they brought in two hot plates. So you got a, a hot breakfast and a hot dinner. And the breakfast would be like some like, rehydrated eggs and then like a, a sausage patty and then like a biscuit oatmeal uh potatoes but they were all cooked in um like sock sweat and, and they used they used uh beetles and cockroaches for the crunch in the eggs that that weren't real eggs they were just like powdered eggs that they had rehydrated so the breakfast left a little something to be desired uh for dinner um i believe that they fed us human remains 
along with uh, a lot of starches. And when I say starch, some of you guys maybe that have been in the military or that uh, are fitness-minded people are probably thinking like potatoes and like rice and biscuits. No, it was just starch. They, uh, they actually just poured glue into one of the cubbies of this tray. And that's what you got. So you got you got some human remains and some starch glue. And that was dinner. I passed on that most nights. For lunch, they were kind. They brought us a little box lunch, right? And uh, and in there you would get like some tuna fish or some chicken feet and then like some Pringles. So it left a little something to be desired. So I would recommend if you happen to come over here looking for your soul and you find yourself in the monastery for 14 days I would definitely pack lots of protein uh, and coffee and creamer because that's what I lived on I showed up over here I had 18 you know because I had to pack up and get out of town rather quickly I only had like six months heads up um, hold on, I take it back. I had only had a year heads up from this trip. Literally, uh, like, okay. I found out like a year ago is when my plan started to come together that I was going to storm the Capitol. And then um, after it all came out, I thought, you know, we were going to be like champions. And we were going to be burning this shit down, like like I said in that song, right? There was there was nothing left to, to burn, nothing left to prove. Um, but, again... Wrong capital. Uh, I wish somebody would have text me, right? I wish I wish somebody would text me, told me, Joey, you could hook the brother up. Hefe could have could have told me, right? But no, but no, you uh, just let me go to the wrong building. So now again, that's why I'm on the run. So, anyways, uh, lots of protein. I packed uh, like I think I brought like 18 protein shakes with me. And then a, a, a six-pound bag of protein, and then like a a, a can of um, collagen protein, some coffee, and some coffee creamer. And that was what I ate for the better part of two weeks. I would wake up in the morning, mix me up a protein shake. So I'd what I put 20, 40, 60, 80, 80 grams of protein in that shake. And I'd have one of those breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I was rocking about 240 grams of protein and uh, about six grams of sugar a day. There was a couple days there where it was touch and go, right? When, when that old 69-year-old motherfucker would come out of his room. And because of the way that the monastery was set up, what we had was like a shared kitchen area. And then there was two bedrooms, and, a, and then the bathroom was like in the kitchen area. So one dude set up in one bedroom, and then so me and my me and my monastery mate we stayed in one room, and then the sixty-nine-year-old stinky motherfucker stayed in the other room. And then just to to give myself some space, what I did is I kind of went out into the kitchen where there was a desk, and I set up my little station. You know, I threw an Xbox up because they had uh, solar power. And then they also had like a, a, a wheel outside that the, the creek ran on. You know, had like moss on the roof. You know, picture it like where like hobbits live and shit. And the wheel turned and it cranked out just enough electricity for me to be able to get the Xbox and a screen hooked up. But the fuck, there was no internet. <sighs> I hate monasteries. So the internet was shit. You couldn't play no online nothing. You couldn't look at nothing. So you just kind of had to sit there and... and uh, and, and just look and so it just you got real introspective and you got to think about things that were bothering you things that were going on in your life that you didn't like and uh and i'll tell you the worst part of it was when that old motherfucker would would come out of his room and go into the bathroom so as he would open his door and the waft of his barely alive body would would come out and punch me like a stinky dick in the nose then he would walk into the bathroom. Now, where my desk was set up, the, f the front of my desk was up against the wall that the bathroom was on the other side. So I'm trying to paint you a word picture. So if, if it's not working, it's probably because uh, uh, 
it's your fault. So he'd go into that room and literally he had like a, a six foot gap from where his door was into the bathroom. And then he would go in the bathroom and he would just blow shit all over the fucking walls. Just like no desire to even find the toilet. Just, I think he just stood up, pulled down his pants. And instead of like sitting down on the toilet, he just like just leaned forward a little bit and then just shit all over everything. It just there was there was shit stains on the <laughs> on the toilet at one time. There was shit stain on the seat one time. And I I can't rock like that, man. So I, I had to say something. But those old motherfuckers are deaf and gross, and you know. So I, I would clean up at night to make sure that I didn't have to fucking look at that. And I wake up in the morning, there'd be goddamn yellow cock stains all over everything. Shit all over everything. Like a rooster tail up onto the ceiling. I think one time he set off the fire alarm because he just shits. Oh. So between him walking out of his room where it just smelled like fucking putrid death of old people. Then you go in the bathroom and I would have to listen to this ceremonious instrumental cacophony of shit happening just sounded like goddamn gargamel had crawled up inside of his intestines and just vomited and then he would just saunter back into his room like nothing happened like you you just you just gonna do that <laughs> we, we we're not gonna discuss this and and i need you to know that this monastery didn't have carpet it didn't have you know, nice fabricy walls, right? It was tile and and cement and concrete and rat feces, and so the echoes that would come through would would be so goddamn disgusting that they would hurt my face, right? They would hurt my fucking face. Oh God, it was miserable, bruh. It was fucking miserable. But that's the life on the run, right? I could I could be doing that, where at least I had some control, or I could have been in prison, you know, getting ready to face probably execution, I don't know, maybe dismemberment, but you know you got to do what you got to do. You gonna keep the Ed and Tom show rolling? You got to do what you got to do, right? It's all about the people. It's all about the base. All about my base, base, base. No trouble. And that how it goes? Fuck, I don't know. But the spot I'm in now is a significant upgrade. All by myself, I got a bathroom that nobody has shit on any of the walls or the seats since I've been in here. Now, don't I would not blacklight this bitch, right? I ain't going through this motherfucker with no blacklight, trying to see what I can see, trying to see if it looks like the 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 Jack the Ripper was in here, like if the Night Stalker was in here slinging blood and semen everywhere i ain't trying to see that it at least gives the appearance of a nice clean organized area got me a little tv got me a bed got me a bathtub and a shower so i can just have some sort of normal existence like like an adult right so right now life on the run ain't so bad i'm feeling good uh i've been able to communicate with the family uh, through a series of texts and knocks. Uh, but one of the things I did do is because I did bring my phone with me. But then I was afraid that the f uh, the investigators that are maybe federal employees that investigate things that belong to a bureau, I was afraid that they might be able to track me. So um, because technology is so simple that I just I swapped out my SIM card with a local SIM card that I registered in my name. That way they would not be able to track me because now it's a different it's a different number, it's a different carrier. Um, that is a major reason why I probably haven't been able to contact you guys the way that I had before. Uh, I got I got a lot more numbers in my in my phone locator, right? Now, I know what your smart ass is saying, but Ed there's IP addresses, there's there's MAC addresses, there's IMEI numbers. Like, wouldn't they follow all that? Nope. Nope. I wiped those. I they, What I did was I, I pulled them up on the screen and I highlighted them and hit delete. So all that stuff's gone. So it's, it's now a ghost phone with this new chip in it. So you may be able to get a hold of me, 
You may not. I'm really not sure how it works yet, but they haven't found me. So obviously I'm, I'm going down the right path on how I make this stuff work. The only good thing is I was able to keep all my old music and files and contacts. So I still have your contacts, but you just may not be able to contact me. So it's one of those things like someday you'll hear and that's where we'll be at. So that should get you guys all caught up with what I am up to. Uh, so let's talk about some current events, right? Bitcoin is fucking going crazy, dude. I do not know what's going on. Uh, this isn't what I expected, to be honest with you. I thought that, that, that the Bitcoin was going to drop back down. I thought we was going to get a spike and then we was going to settle like around 20. I didn't know it was going to keep climbing like this for as long as it is. I've been trying to figure out where the new base is going to be so I could jump back in. Uh, but man, this thing's, this thing's out of control. So kind of cool to see that going on. Um, you guys, you guys saw my dude, oh, oh, Ted Cruz. Uh, he, he, he thought he might've been getting wrangled up in some of, uh, the, the capital stuff. So shit was getting a little, a little icy where he's at. So he bounced out, went down there to Cancun. I don't know why they're fucking with that guy. Right. If, if I could, if I was sitting in the middle of a goddamn snowstorm, uh, and I had the opportunity to go to Cancun and I could afford it, I'd fucking go to Cancun. Like, who gives a shit? Like, uh, oh, because you're suffering, I gotta suffer? Uh, you didn't elect me to fucking suck dick. You elected me to lead. And right now, I'm gonna lead my ass out of Texas because it's cold there. So, that's a weird one to me that everybody's shitting on old Ted Cruz. That, it, you know what that reminds me of is old Dave Chappelle, the haters gonna hate, right? Like the haters ball. Like, ah, I can't leave, so you should. Man, let the guy go hang out in Cancun, get himself a tan, right? All inclusive. He's just trying to tell me, tell me if you had the opportunity, you wouldn't bounce and go to Cancun if a fucking ceiling fan was freezing, if goddamn toilet was frozen shut, if goddamn goldfish are dead in the tank frozen. You wouldn't take your ass to Cancun? I'll give you a second. Yeah, the fuck you would. You'd go to Cancun in a heartbeat. So, old Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Problem I have with it is he came back. He came back. Why'd he come back, man? He gave in. He showed weakness. You don't show weakness. If if Eddie Rock and Tommy T have taught you anything, you stick to your guns. Ain't no flip-flopping. You stay strong. Any of that, what do they call that? Uh, what's that word? When you when you give like concessions? Contrition. Never show contrition. That's what that's what that's what's made me and Tom all of our money. I mean, we rolling. Oh, by the way, did y'all know Tom's on the run too? I ain't trying to speak out of turn. But uh, he's been on the run for a little bit. And right now, we may be working on getting him out of the country, too. <sighs> Parlez-vous français? Excusez? Uh, Speakers English? Shulikin? I don't know. But I will tell you this. It's best if we're not on the same continent. And we probably need maybe some space between us. So... Um, you ain't going to find us both. And hopefully we can keep some underground radio coming to keep you people in tune with what's going on. Oh, I did want to talk about something. I watched this movie the other day. It was called Outside the Wire. And you know Eddie Rock's got two rules. Only two rules. In all my life, there's only two rules that I live by. I don't watch sports movies. And I don't watch military movies. Anything else goes... Sex, violence, murder, I don't care. I'm down. Drugs, women, theft, I don't care. I'm ruthless. But two rules I live by. I don't watch sports movies. I don't watch military movies. The, the only exception I'll make sometimes is like a historic, like a band of brothers. That was, it, well, I get you. John, you smart ass motherfucker. I know it wasn't a movie, bitch. I know, John, it was a series. But I'm just trying to paint the picture that I, I'm willing to watch some things like that, like Band of Brothers. Because it has that historical piece to it. And, and I can dig that, right? Because I'm old. Sexy, but old. Um, but I decided to watch this movie because, one, I had just gotten out of the monastery. And I, I needed something to, to cleanse my eyeballs and my snowballs 
from all the shit that I had experienced with a 69-year-old walking corpse. And so I decided I will watch this movie, Outside the Wire. And I was really excited because it had, it had, uh, uh, what, what's that dude's name? Falcon? It had Falcon in it. You know who I'm talking about from the movies, the Marvel movies? Anthony Mackie, I think's his name. Anyways, Falcon, you know who I'm talking about. Black dude, played the movie, I love him. So this movie's like a few years in the future, maybe like nine, like 2035. So it's in the future. So I was like, okay, I don't, I don't have to equate nothing with nothing. I can just watch this and enjoy it for what it is. Oh God, I was wrong. Oh fucking God, I was wrong. If you haven't seen this movie, I won't, I won't ruin. I, I may ruin a little bit of the plot for you, but I, I just don't care because this was such a piece of shit movie if you've already seen it and you disagree with me well you're wrong so i just uh, i want to also put that out there so without so spoiler alert uh if if you don't want to hear this part maybe forward like four or five minutes into this so i see that tom that's 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 what you do i don't have the drops to do like the cinematic circle of criticism the seacock um but just 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 skip forward so i've continued to babble about you skipping forward just so that you had time to skip forward so hopefully, if you did skip forward, I've now exhausted enough time that when you get up there, you will be right to the part that I'm spoiling. But if you stuck with me, let's get going. So this movie is set in 2035. Okay, I'm good with that. And it's not too, too far in the future. I think it's like 80 years or something, right, in the future. So it opens up and... And you get this this dude just blatantly fucking disobey orders and get American soldiers killed. Like he kills, not, like he doesn't get them killed. He kills American soldiers blatantly disobeying uh, a lawful and direct order from his superior. And his superior was clearly within the office that he had been assigned and working within the duties that are assigned to that office when he told this dude, don't do what the fuck you're about to do. But the dude says, eh, fuck it, does it anyways. Obviously, you intentionally kill some fucking soldiers. Things aren't going to go well for you, right? Hmm, they don't. So what do they do? <laughs> His boss and two other people bring him in and, and talk to him and decide that they're going to just give him a different assignment. Do you get that? I mean, I just, I just take for a minute. Uh, I just take for a minute. Let's uh, let's pick somebody here. Uh, who have I not made fun of? Butters. So so Butters is is sitting there at work, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna shoot a rocket at this building." And his boss is like, "No, dude. There's there's soldiers, and they don't 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 shoot that rocket at the building." He's like. Yeah, but but I really want to shoot the rocket at this building. And his boss is like, don't shoot that fucking rocket at the building. But it's like, mm, but I really want to shoot this rocket at the building. It's like, look, motherfucker, don't you shoot that rocket at that building. You're going to kill people. He's like, okay. Psych, click, shoot. And he killed him. So then now Butter's boss calls him into the office and is like, hey. Didn't I tell you not to shoot that rocket and kill those people? And Butters is like, yeah. He's like, well, why'd you do it? He's like, uh, I thought it was the right thing to do. He's like, how do you think it's the right thing to do? I told you not to do it. He's like, uh, my training? He's like, get the fuck out of here. You know what, man? We're going to give you a different job. How about you go to, like, Colorado? Okay. Do, 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 do. And that's it. That's it. He, he got his rank. He got his pay. He got all intact. And they're just going to give him another try. So right there, this is the bullshit. that This is the reason why I can't watch these stupid fucking movies. <laughs> so goddamn stupid. Okay, so the next piece, they're, they're all Air Force dudes. And they're wearing Army uniforms, which, which can't happen. Don't, don't get me wrong. We, I've deployed. I have seen Air Force people wearing Army stuff. It, it, it happens, right? Not a big deal. But it's still a little bit odd because they have their own uniform. But, okay, they just all decided, oh, and by the way, 
this, they weren't downrange when they were wearing the wrong uniform. They were they were in garrison. They were like in in America. Well, that's stupid. Um, because those fucking drone pilots would have been wearing pilot suits. They would have worn. So, anyways, they would have been wearing fucking pilot suits, not uniforms, and definitely not army uniforms when they're Air Force motherfuckers. Makes sense, right? Then the next thing happens. They mention, is this how you did your training back at Paris Island? If you didn't catch that, Paris Island is where the fucking Marines train. The Air Force don't go to fucking no Paris Island. That's so goddamn soon. They go to Lackland down in Texas, a fucking golf resort, five-star shit, but like a Trump resort, and they fucking play golf, and volleyball, shoot baskets, and they fucking tickle fights. Right? That's that's what the Air Force do. And he said, uh, you don't remember your training, uh, your cadet training on Paris Island? Now, now you've just jumbled all the fucking words up into a, a word fucking garbage compactor and spit them out. So, so dumb. <sighs> okay, now I'm about to get to the part that pissed me off. Because this is the part that would be like... I guess those were kind of spoilers, but this one would also be kind of a spoiler. They make a statement in there. Now, mind you, this movie was made by Americans. Red, white, and blue, right? This this was made by Americans, and, and it was put out by an American company, and it was played on American airwaves. And the way that they twist this story is that the terrorists, the bad guys that are like trying to get the nuclear bombs... Because they want to fire nuclear bombs at New York and Los Angeles and kill all them fucking people. They're the good guys. And why are they the good guys? Because what they said was that it's the U.S. that is trying to cause all the problems. And so they keep coming over and starting all these wars. And all these terrorists want to do is fire the bombs off and blow up the U.S. So that we'll have to go home and deal with our own shit. And they can get back to living a nice, peaceful life. What kind of fucking anti-American, anti-military bullshit are you trying to sell? And the fact that you used a character that so many of our young people in America look up to, right? And, and Anthony Mackie and somebody they know from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you put out this anti-American, anti-military, garbledy gump bullshit and trying to sell it to, the, to, to, to me? Eddie Rock don't play that shit. Fuck that. I'm a patriot, son. I'm like I'm like Mel Gibson with in the Patriot, right? I'm throwing hatchets at, at fucking bad guys. I'm I'm spiking them. And I'm not just talking about Call of Duty. I'm talking about real life. That's what I do. I spike bad guys. Terrorists dead. Bad guys dead. And I st fucking stick a, a USA flag right through their heart and I do it for old goddamn Statue of Liberty and Uncle Sam. But not this bitch. He gonna sit there with a straight face and try to sell us how we're the bad guys. Mm -mm, I don't dig it. I don't play it. I don't like it. So, end of spoiler time. If you get an opportunity to watch that movie, I encourage you to do it. And here's the reason why. Eddie Rock sometimes sees things through different lenses. You know the PTSD. You know that all the abuse... You know that all the years of, of highfalutin with loose women, the syphilis, the gonorrhea, the herpes, you know it's all played a toll on my brain and my perception. So I need you to go out there and take a look at this flick and tell me if I'm wrong. Most likely am. I'm not going to say it, but I most likely am. But I need somebody to come back and massage it to me and tell me how this was all right, the way that they portrayed this. And tell me I'm seeing it wrong. Um, and, then, and then we could talk about it. I'd like that. Because right now, dog... Mm -mm. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm not mad enough that I'm not going to watch Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier when it comes out. But I'm kind of mad. You know what I mean? <sighs> I think I got that. I think I got that out of my system. I think I got that out of my system. Hmm. I don't think I got anything else I want to talk about, man. That, that one's really been in my grawl. And I haven't had anybody to bitch at. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to make you guys listen to it. Uh... <sighs> I don't know what is going on with my Seahawks. It's it's kind of a 
a, a slow news year, right? And so a lot of people are trying to make all these waves about the Seahawks and and Russell Wilson and how he's turning on the team. And now I'm seeing it that he hates Pete Carroll and uh, stop it. Stop. I know you ain't got shit else to talk about. Thank God Kanye and, and Kim are getting divorced now so people can stop talking about that legal goddamn Russell Wilson alone. The dude's been sacked more times than Kate, right? He's been she, he's been sacked more times than Joey. Like he's tired of getting his ass just handed to him and still lead that team. He sees oh goddamn Tommy B over there now winning another ring in another city with another player with other players, and they know that he had a play, he had a part in seeing what was going on over there. So. I, that's all Russell's saying. He's like, hey, I want to have some decision in who the fuck's going to be standing in front of me getting me killed, right? Y'all keep putting these JV-ass players out here, ain't trying to get me nobody to protect me, and I'm getting my ass kicked. So that's what he's saying, right? So if you're trying to take that, like, he hates Pete Carroll and that, no, he just, he just wants to quit getting his ass kicked. And why? Because he wants to win, and he knows that there ain't no goddamn way that they're going to win if he's laying on his back with 7,000 pounds of linemen laying on top of him, laughing in his face like, ha ha, what we need to do is get rid of this peewee line and, and put some money there, hopefully, fix some things. And I would just say this, general managers have their job to do, and it's a tough job, and and they have to to go out and recruit and they have to watch film and they have to really think about the personnel that they bring in. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson should be doing that job. The coach has to take and put all these pieces together, right? He has to take the offense, the defense, the special team and orchestrate it all. Somebody's got to do that. But in any business, in any place that you live, work, and breathe, sometimes there's a perspective of the person on the field. There's the perspective of the person that's in the play. Maybe they work down for Hefe, um, you know, slaving away in the lumberyard. Or maybe they, they work for, for, for Powder out there putting together the goddamn video games that we all know and love, right? At Treyarch. But sometimes those developers that, that, that Brett kicks the shit out of every single day, sometimes they got a good idea. And sometimes they might see something that's valuable to the organization and say, hey, maybe we should stop, you know, executing people every day and then we could be more productive. I think that's what's being said here. But because it's slow news, everybody's getting hyped up. I mean, shit got crazy there for a while. Did y'all see that garbage they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo coming to Seattle and Russell Wilson going to fucking Timbuktu or something? A goddamn five-card Monty that was being played that was somehow going to see Johnny Menzel playing in the in the CFL again or Arena League or Midget League. I think Tom sent me something like he was playing Midget League football or some shit. Anyways, it's all stupid, man. Uh, let Russ and the team mend their fences. There's some hard feelings, right? They got put out early in the playoffs. Started out super hot and things kind of went downhill. People are going to feel a kind of way about that, especially if they have passion and they believe in what they're doing. If they have some belief and some faith in what they're doing. So, so just, just let them alone. All right. Let them, let them heal. They'll go sit in there and, you know, step back, cool their heads up a veil. Pete's going to come out to Hawaii, you know, go out to, uh, to, what's that, uh, what's that Taco Joe's? What's that place up there in Haleiwa? Uh, that, that Pete goes and hangs out at something Joe's he can go out there hang out he's gonna have some Mai Tais he's gonna have a couple pina coladas he probably gonna get stretched out by a couple of them boy girls down there on Hotel Street and then and then they're gonna regroup Russell he probably gonna go you know tighten up his cherry girl him and Sierra are gonna have a couple more kids um, he's probably gonna like you know look a little nerdier but he'll be better He'll be better. We'll be stronger. We're going to get a line. We'll be all right. So uh, fantasy football is amazing. 
And uh, it looks like there's talk of potentially having the draft in Las Vegas this year. Hmm. Interesting. I like the idea. I like it. Um, we do got to come online. We got to get more than just Dale and, and Tommy. And we got to come online and, and, and see if that's what we're going to do. We need to hear some more voices. So if uh, Joey or John, uh, any of you other fucking hair lip bastards, you want to come online and, and throw out a suggestion, either uh, uh, confirm or deny, so it'll help us out. I know you see them notes and you just ignoring them. So come on, throw us a bone, bro. Throw us a bone, bro. Uh, help us to help you to help us. All right. Well, that's about enough of me tonight. I'm going to go. Uh, got a double XP weekend on Call of Duty. I'm on, I think, level 98 of my battle pass that I got to get closed out before the next season starts. Oh, this next season, by the way. Uh, if you uh, if you a Call of Duty person, this next season is about to be hot, man. We got to get these zombies. We about to get a new whole new zombie mode, open open world zombie mode, where we're gonna be shooting people, and that's only gonna help us to train up for when the fucking commies come. So what I need you to do is if, if that's if that's your thing, be ready. I think it's the 25th is when that launches. So we got five more days. If you got a battle pass that's that's out there dangling in the wind and you need to close it out. Now's the time to close that battle pass out uh, before you lose out. You got to get that epic gun at the end. Ta, 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 ta. Uh, and, that's, uh, and that should be about it, people. That should be about it. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get back to, to, to doing the great things I am, laying low. And uh, here, hopefully soon, I'll pop back up on the net, give y'all a, a shout out, throw y'all a kite. That's what we call it when we was in prison. Throw a kite. It's a whoosh. Fling it out there and bring it back in. And, uh, yeah, and we'll call it a day there. All right, fellas. So, on behalf of my bottom, Tommy T. Wait, I think I think I just said that wrong. Because if he's the... I've never really figured that out. And, and I really don't want to Google it. Like, if you're going to insult somebody, do you want to be the, the top or the bottom? I, I don't know. I, I don't. Because I don't know which configuration we're in when we assign top and bottom. So so I'm just going to say on behalf of your boy Tommy T, I'm Eddie Rock, and this has been a little bit of fun. I hope you all have a great week and talk to you soon. Peace.